you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. G Suite by Google Cloud is a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. You can make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of multiple versions. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same document and work on the same page at the same time. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. To find out more, visit gsuite.com. What's going on, fantasy football fans? It's Fabs here on the latest edition of NFL Fantasy Live. And we've got a new guest in studio today. Marcus Grant is currently on a cruise ship drinking Mai Tais and having fun while the rest of us are here working. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, one of the great fantasy running backs of our generation, will join us today. Thanks for coming in, my man. No problem. Thank you. Look at how look how cool and calm and collected hey, man, he is, this man. This is not my first rodeo. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Oh, we've also got Graham Barfield, our managing fantasy editor here. Graham, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. It's kind of a weird week 10. Yeah, it was. It yeah. went sideways in a bunch of ways. It did. I mean, yeah. we had a, like a ton of like big favorites, and obviously Philly failed last night against your Cowboys. And Whoa, that was a good one. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that one. I was not expecting that We were that talking one. in between the show, and I was bashing the Cowboys and saying they had no chance and dude was I wrong I was bashing the Cowboys <laughs> maybe that's what I need to do check that's what we call it checking yeah, that's what I need to do and then of course behind the glass Edward Murphy how are you Murph I'm great we have uh, my buddy special guest Maurice Jones Drew here New York football Giants tonight what could uh, be better than that I don't know <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one uh, cross probably. country against those Niners yeah and at this point you guys should just be you know tanking it. Oh, full tank for a drive oh, yeah. pick, Take right? care of the Knicks, full tank mode. Let's, I'm, I'm all for that. How does that help the Knicks out? We're going to get Zion Williamson, just like the Giants will get whoever the top player in this draft is. It's going to be great. All right. You guys done talking basketball? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> all right. Let's start off with the fantasy headlines. Let's 
through the news. And this is the big one, guys, and it's great that we have MJD here for this one. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is not expected to report to the Steelers on Tuesday, and this has been like a soap opera. For the entire season, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Is he going to report? Is he going to play this season? Uh, So, Maurice, as a former running back, if you were in the same situation as Le'Veon is right now, knowing what we know now, that he doesn't need to report in order to become a free agent next season, would you show up at the Steelers' facility tomorrow? Uh, I, Me, personally, I, I wouldn't. There's no reason for me to show up. I mean... In this game, you know, this is a very dangerous game that we're playing. It's a, it's not a contact game. It's a collision game. And we've seen so many injuries from guys who've shown up and played. We've seen so many injuries from young guys, old guys, all over the place. If I'm Le'Veon and I understand my value and I understand what my resume is, which is my body, uh, I'm going to make sure that it's completely healthy for the team that's going to invest in me. Mm-hmm. And so obviously Pittsburgh isn't that team. And we knew that. You knew that back in June when they didn't get a deal done. Um you know, it's time now to, to, to move forward and look forward to your next team. Graham, uh, is it safe to say that Le'Veon Bell, and this is so odd to say this, might be the most dropped player in fantasy football tomorrow? Not only that, I mean, is he like the worst top two pick ever? No. I mean, like for, like for fantasy purposes. I mean, he didn't even, we no. didn't even get any production well, out of him. I think, do you, you, I mean, you got to remember David Johnson last year yeah, but got, got hurt week one, right? He got hurt, though. That's the thing is Lev Bell didn't even show up. I mean, it, obviously, I, I agree with you. He's protecting himself. He's protecting his future earnings. But, I mean, man, it's really tough to not even get anything out of him. Well, I, I, it was crazy. You remember when we were doing the draft? Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, should I take him? I, I took him. I just sat and back I got, and that's, I just that's sat what, back and watched. That's kind of what I'm man. getting. That's kind of what I'm like, getting that's at. Only, is that's, that's the decision we had to make. It's yeah. earlier Bell this year, and you, plenty of people went Bell. Yeah, a lot of people did. You gotta, you have to understudy the facts, man. Understand, you know. And I think, I think when you play this game, you have to, you can't just worry about uh, when you're drafting. You just can't just focus on like, okay, what did he do last year? You have to look at going forward. Like, is this guy going to be a tremendous player going forward? A guys who, you know, I, I think. One of the things Le'Veon Bell, by not showing up, has shown is, you know, Antonio Brown's value has dropped a ton. He's had He hasn't had the same consistency as he has he's had in the past, and that sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they had the big game this past uh, Thursday, they haven't been the best. That big Ben, Antonio Brown, hasn't been the best. They've kind of figured it out and trying to work through some things. But, you know, a lot of stuff has happened in, the, in this situation. I think David Johnson, you, he's playing, and he's still producing a little bit. I mean, the last couple of weeks he produced more, but yep. – I don't know if I would say the worst ever. Yeah. Would you say the worst ever? It's just, I mean, I can't. Well, you got nothing. I, I can't imagine. You got nothing. I, 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 there's th- this situation, I can't imagine and if you, another situation like this. If you didn't get James Conner? Yeah. Sorry well, about that. Yeah, luck. that's crazy for you not to get James Conner. I was lucky enough to get Conner in a trade with Akbar before we knew, because like, we didn't know. We right. were all sort of under the impression that he needed to play this season Everybody in order to impression. accrue enough time to become a free agent next season. Now, I, and and you you guys have the same agent, yeah. so I don't know if the agent didn't know or if he held on no, to the information. No, every, and, everybody, uh, uh, to make it clear, everyone understood that, that, you know, first of all, this is the first time anyone has been in this situation, I want to say since 97, 98, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, but, you know, there was a there was an inkling that this may happen, but no one really knew because no one's ever been through it. So yep. uh, understanding it and and really you know like I said on uh, 
uh, Dave Damashek's football program, it's like you have to you got to make sure that you you're giving your 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 client obviously Le'Veon the best advice possible. Yeah. And so, you know, this is at the end of the day, this is Le'Veon's decision. And I, I think for me personally, which a lot of people probably wouldn't agree with because he's leaving a lot of money on the table, but. You know, you have to know your worth. And in that situation, I think we we all know fantasy-wise how much Le'Veon's worth. Yep. And I think in real football, we understand how much Le'Veon's worth. So I, I, if you if that's on you, if you didn't take James Conner, though, I mean, that you always take the handcuff to a top pick. Always. Like, if I, if I have Todd Gurley, I'm going to make sure that I grab Malcolm Brown. And just in case something happens, you always have to have insurance. Yeah, the, uh, the situation here is going to – Come to a close one way or another tomorrow, and um, all expectations right now are that Bell won't show up and we won't see Le'Veon Bell in a Steelers jersey ever again. Uh, Another huge news bit that just broke, and we kind of saw this. You were at the game yesterday. uh, Cooper Cup out for the season, torn ACL. Yeah, uh, that's hard to see, man. I mean, he is a very important piece to this this offense. Um, The third receiver is – gets a ton of passes, done a ton of things. Um, it was weird to see it, though. It was just like – you didn't even see his knee buckle. It was just like he was running, he stopped, and he yeah. fell. That's always the scariest. And so, yeah, That's those the are the ones. Right, one. those are the ones. So, um, I, you know, again, a guy that, that did so much for this team, and he was like another quarterback in the huddle. Um, you know, hopefully the Rams will be able to bounce back from this and, and, and you know, play well. But we always said early in the year that the Rams are so top-heavy, they have to figure out a way to help their depth. Right. So Josh Reynolds, is a guy, Kadeel Hodge is another guy that you'll be looking at uh, possibly picking up that can play that third receiver position. Yeah, so you've got six teams on a bye, Graham. Josh Reynolds on your radar. Absolutely. And on that note, I mean, Robert Woods will kick back into the slot and, and cups two missed games this past year in, in week seven and week eight. Woods ran 61 percent of his routes from the slot. Josh Reynolds will stick on the outside. I'm just expecting more targets and touches for Cooks. Woods and Gurley. I think Reynolds will get a few, few few looks here and there. He'll be a fine receiver four play. But other than that, they'll just feed their big three. And we've seen the Rams tight ends factor into the red zone opportunities as well. They're not getting a ton of targets, but they did each score a touchdown yesterday. They're, they're slowly getting better. Um, early in the year, obviously, you know, following them and, and understanding kind of their, their team and what's going on, they were looking to, to possibly trade for another tight end. Um, they were trying to find a guy to fit that void. But Higby and, and Everett have stepped up huge, and, they, and they've been big-time players. They both are mismatches on the field, and they find ways to get open. And I think you'll see them grow as the season goes on. So make sure if you if you have some tight end issues and they're playing a defense that gives up a lot against the tight end, the tight ends are starting to show up now. It was good to see yesterday, too. The Higby touchdown was actually a scheme play. Higby came in to block, and then he leaked out on yep. that backside and was wide open. It was a great scheme play for McVay because he catch. never, ever schemes plays ever to his tight end. You know, all, it's all, they stole that from the uh, <laughs> the Saints. The Saints ran that against them. From one wide receiver who's going to be out for the year to another one who is looking like he could be out until December in A.J. Green. Uh, first game without A.J., Andy Dalton did not look good. Uh, Graham and I talked about this last week. When A.J. Green's not on the field, Andy Dalton is a below-average quarterback from a fantasy perspective. We saw John Ross get into the end zone. He doesn't target it a lot. What are your expectations for this Bengals offense moving forward? And it looks like A.J. Green could miss at least a couple of more games. Yeah, you know, it's tough because I, 
they played a team that's on fire right now. You know, saying to it, it seems like they're okay in a shootout every week. Mm-hmm. And they're confident. They're confident that they're in their ability that they can make that happen. And that's not what the Bengals are. Even though they have the firepower and the guys that go out and score from everywhere on the field, they just they can't do it. They, for some reason, they don't have the general to push the ball down the field. So with that being said, I think you know you're going to lean a lot on Joe Mixon. Um, you're going to lean a lot on on Tyler Boyd try, trying to get him in the slot. Uh, and Ross is going to have to do something. You're going to have to find a way to get open, running go routes, scheme them up, make plays, because uh, your defense really, you know, you guys are in, that team is in shambles right now. Right now, the reports are saying that A.J. Green is going to be out till December, and the Bengals play the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns in their next two games. Both of those teams are bottom five in quarterback rating allowed. We saw the Bengals just completely implode yesterday yep. against the Saints. You it's, can't trust Dalton's going to get dropped yeah. in a lot of leagues, and people yes. started him, streamed him because of the matchup. I, I think we were against that move Absolutely. because of AJ Green's absence. And finally, moving on from Andy Dalton and the Bengals to another AFC North team, and Joe Flacco dealing with an injured hip right now. If Lamar Jackson ends up being the quarterback, and guys, I've been saying this for as long as I've been doing fantasy football analysis. When a quarterback can run with the football, he has added value in fantasy leagues. Lamar Jackson, guys, should he be picked up in all leagues? I think so. I I think if Joe Flacco is out, you have weapons around him. You have a running game that you can use. Your running game, I would go pick up some of those running backs. I'd try to go trade for Alex Collins. Um, because anytime you have a running quarterback, that it, it, what it does to a defense, it creates an extra gap because now he can take the ball and sprint out. You saw Rashad Penny against the Rams. All everyone was looking at Russell Wilson running, and Penny was able to you know get some big gains there. Um, it's going to help their running game out. It's going to help their play action pass out. And really, you know, Lamar Jackson's speed and, and athletic ability is, is second to none in this league. So uh, you're thinking of you know a guy that can run the like Mike Vick type, right? Um, what, what RG3 did his rookie year, those type of things, which you'll see, I think, with Lamar Jackson. Baltimore is going to have to change their offense. Right now, they're the most pass-heavy team when the scoreboard yep. is neutral. They're passing at 66% of the time when the score is within eight points. That's going to have to change with Lamar Jackson under center. They're going to go a lot more run-heavy. I'm with you on Alex Collins. And, and from your experience, like when, when you had a running quarterback, what, did, what were you looking for, and how did that change what you were viewing in terms of your blocking scheme in terms of the, the lanes that you were looking for? How did that change things for you? Uh, for me, a lot of the times, I, I had one quarterback that was, was David Garrard, and he ran it every now and then. I mean, he, he was athletic enough to do it more, but we just didn't do it. Um, you, you try to wind things back because as he does the play fake or in Lamar Jackson, the read option, you're leaving a defender unblocked. So you just want to kind of get through the hole and get back outside. You'll be, you'll be able to kind of attack the defense in different ways where your tackle is not blocking the end man on the line of scrimmage. Or you may leave a linebacker. You may be get creative in that way. But it just opens up another – it opens up uh, extra lanes for the running back to see. So, you you know, what I used to do in the league, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people don't do it as much. I used to always go back to the double team. Right, so we'd have single blocks on the front side, but we'd always find a way to get a double team on every run play, so I can get back to that. Because if you have 600 pounds worth of uh, human beings blocking a 300 pounder, they're going to move him out of the way, yep. and you can find a crease. And so with a running game, with a quarterback that can run, imagine that and the linebacker running out with the quarterback. Now there's no one there. You should be able to hit the hole and go. That's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and and I've said it, you know, a hundred times. Like when Tim Tebow was a quarterback in this league and playing for the Broncos, he was fantasy relevant. Even Terrell Pryor, right? This guy is so much more dynamic than any of those two quarterbacks that I just mentioned that 
I'm not saying he could be a league winner because quarterback is ridiculously deep right now, but this is a guy that can really help you. I mean, especially if you're in a two QB league or a super flex league, this guy needs to be owned in all fantasy leagues. Lamar Jackson will be a popular ad off the waiver wire. And that's pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. Candid makes it convenient, affordable, and easy to straighten your teeth. Candid's clear aligners are sent directly to your house and customized specifically for you to fix and straighten your teeth. Use their at-home modeling kit and then send back your impressions and some photos. Candid's network of highly trained orthodontists will then review your specific case and provide you with a 3D preview of what your treatment will look like. After you receive your 3D preview, you decide if you want to move forward or not. You can also talk to a real person at any time if you have any questions. They'll even set up a video call to walk you through the modeling process. Candid's treatment takes an average of six months and costs 65% less than braces. It will literally save you thousands. I mean, this sounds great. I had to have braces when I was a kid, and you're talking about saving 65%. I mean, that to me is well worth checking out, Candid, no question about that. You're one step away from getting straighter, wider teeth. Take advantage of Candid's risk-free modeling kit guarantee and go to candidco.com slash live to save 25% off your modeling kit. That's candidco.com slash live to get 25% off the price of your modeling kit. CandidCo.com slash live. Now, with Maurice Jones-Drew here, I wanted to play a game of trust, trade, or toss, but we're going to focus on running backs. Okay. With three weeks left until the start of the fantasy playoffs, which hopefully you guys are well on your way to getting to, which of these running backs who have been questionable all season long can you trust to get you to the promised land? I'm going to start off with you, Mo, with Jordan Howard who has got Minnesota, Detroit, and the Giants up in his next three games, coming off an absolute stink bomb against the Detroit Lions. Do you trust him, which means you keep him in your lineup? Do you trade him, which is sort of self-explanatory, or do you toss him onto your bench or the waiver wire? Yeah, I'm going to trust Jordan Howard, and I know it's hard for people to say that, but remember, after this, in the playoffs, the first round of the playoffs, guess who they get to play? Yeah. They play the Rams. Yeah. Like the, the, and the Rams, and it hurts me to say this, the Rams give up more yardage to anybody running the ball right now. I mean, Mike Davis and Rashad Penny both had days. Exactly. So I'm going to try to keep him because I know his matchups in the playoff are going to be better than than what uh, I've seen. And, and again, you you never know. When it gets cold, they have to start running the ball a little bit more. And I know they didn't run the ball that well against the Detroit Lions, but I think you'll, you'll be able to do it against some of these other teams. Yeah, Howard is kind of just is what he is at this point. He's just a low-end RB2, and you kind of have to hope if he's, he scores at this yeah. point. I mean, he's just not seeing the passing usage. That's all Tariq Cohen at this mm-hmm. point. He's playing 50% of team snaps each and every week. He just kind of is what he is at this point. It's kind of a low upside, but, I mean, decent floor RB2. So you're kind of trusted him, but kind of not. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, these running backs that don't see targets – Mm-hmm. They're going to have weeks like this where yep. they just have you know eleven carries for twenty yards. If they don't get into the box, then you're you know. That's- and the problem right now is that after this stinker, it's going to be hard to trade him. If you want to trade him, you're going to have to sell someone else on his schedule. Moving forward, uh, let's go to Lashawn McCoy, who finally had a Lashawn McCoy day, and it took Matt Barkley no. to spark the Bills' offense. Graham, let me say that again. It took Matt Barkley. You went to SE to spark this offense. Uh-huh. No, because I. 
I don't believe what I'm saying. That, I, yeah. I mean, I get it. Nathan Peterman's not a good quarterback, but Matt Barkley. And, uh, it, it, and he's, I mean, the gestures didn't show up. And they didn't. But they on didn't. this one, I, you know what, Fabs? I'm going to trade this one. Yeah. I've been, I've been a LaShawn McCoy fan for a long time. He just doesn't have enough around him. And if Matt Barkley is the savior, then so be it. He could save LaShawn McCoy on someone else's team. So if you're in any leagues I'm in, I'm trying to trade him. Come holler at the kid. Yeah, if you can get anything out of McCoy right now, I'd trade him too. Sell high. You you won't get a better opportunity. In the in the three prior weeks, he had twenty four carries for yeah. twenty four yards. Exactly. And <laughs> so that they've got they've got a bye coming up. Then they've got the Jags, and then they're at Miami. Miami's defense is bad, but you also have to remember that Josh Allen's going to come back, and and they're trying to and develop him. This not is shady. So Shady's going to continue to see stacked fronts. So uh, I would be trying to trade Shady McCoy. Let's move on to Deion Lewis, who did not perform as we all expected against his former team revenge game narrative did not work. He's got the Colts, the Jets, and then the Jaguars. I'm going to keep him. I'm going to trust him. I I think what they want to do, they want to run the ball, and I get it, it's getting cold, but guess what? You got Indy in the Dome. Okay, then you have the Jets at home. Then you go to my, uh, you go to my, you go to Jacksonville at home. So you really, I think he can still play. They still try to design plays for him. Um, and the way Derrick Henry's running, it's going to be harder for teams to kind of fit that that uh, quickness style that he has. I'm with MJD, too. Um, over the last month, he's played over 70% of team snaps in three of four games. Last week, I, I know Derrick Henry got the two scores, but Deion Lewis actually had six red zone carries at Derrick Henry's five. So just a little bit of bad variance there. Yeah, I'm, I'm trusting Lewis moving forward, too. Especially in PPR leagues. But, yeah, Derrick Henry suddenly has become a thing. Oh, he will. He's Make getting sure into get the him. end zone. Make sure you go get him because he's going to be a thing here very soon. I've seen him dropped in some leagues, too, so you may want to check your waiver wire if you're in a non-competitive league because he could be out there. Uh, some frustration over fantasy owners not getting production from him. They could have put him on the wire. This, this one pains me because I've been telling people to trade this guy for weeks. Kenyon Drake, okay? And the matchup was there. It was there against Green Bay. And then guess what? Frank Gore continues to be the Miami running back of choice by Adam Gase. Trust him, trade him, or toss him. Uh, I'm going to try to trade Kenyon Drake, but if I can't, I'm going to toss him. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I, I think, you know, he's shown some explosiveness here and there, but there's no consistency. And in this league, especially in fantasy, it's about volume. Mm-hmm. Volume touches, volume carries, volume targets. Uh, he's not getting any, any of those things. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and either put him on my bench or try to trade him, one of the two. It's been beyond time to toss Kenny Drake. He has, <laughs> I mean, he has eight or fewer carries in, what, six of ten games this year? Just, I mean, there's just not enough volume there. So a- as a former player, MJD, if, if you've got a guy like Drake on your roster and the head coach is not getting him the football, this is a guy who was a league winner in the second half of 2017 in fantasy mm-hmm. leagues. He was ridiculous. He was averaging 21 touches a game. He was balling. You bring in a guy who's 35 years old who, hey, Frank Gore is, is a great running back. But are you questioning what your head coach is doing when he's giving the ball no. to a less dynamic running back? Frank is better. Frank is a better running back. He's a more wow. efficient running back. And I think that's the key. Um, sometimes when you have dynamic guys, you get a lot of losses. Mm-hmm. And you, you've seen that. Uh, I watched it firsthand with Tavon Austin trying to make plays happen. I, I've, you know, it's just... Frank is a downhill runner. He's going to get positive yards, and he's going to move the chains. And that's what they need to do for the Dolphins to win games and to get on track. 
um, Kenyon Drake on it, then yeah, he can score from anywhere out in the, uh, you know, and he can do so many good things. But also, he, he he has a problem holding on to the ball sometimes, and he gets a lot of negative runs as well. And those will set you behind the chains, and that's not good for their offense. So from one older runner in Frank Gore to another, Adrian Peterson. And, I, you know, you when know, we talked about this on the show, I said don't play him this week. His offensive right. line is a mess right now. The Buccaneers are tougher at home than they are on the road. And uh, Peterson gave you a stinker. He's got Houston coming up. Then he's at Dallas and then at Philadelphia. What do you do with him? I don't. Their offensive line is what hurts me more than anything. It's right. not Adrian Peterson because when he had blocking, he can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's not much blocking, so they have to figure it out. Um, it's tough, right? Because he's getting the volume of touches. Yep. Chris I'm Thompson not gonna, I'm has not gonna been trade out. Him and I don't. I mean, I'm going to trust him, but I'm going to trust him in my flex. If I have enough, if I have another RB two, I'll put him in my flex as an RB three guy because I know they're 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 going to get it right. And when they get it right, I want to make sure he's on my roster because you need running backs come the playoff time. The the key to Peterson this year has been game script. I mean, in in Washington, six losses. Uh, excuse me, in Washington's three losses this year, he's averaged only 6.8 uh, fantasy points per game for, uh, per fantasyguru.com's Joe Dolan. Um, in their six wins, he's averaged 17.9 fantasy points per game. Uh, obviously, yesterday didn't get into the box, but still got, you know, what, 21 touches? Um, if we can project when Washington's going to win the game, Peter- <laughs> Peterson will, will, will smash. But the, the problem right now is... You know, their offensive line is falling apart. They have a pretty tough schedule coming up with Texans, Cowboys, and Eagles. All three of those games should be competitive. Going to be kind of a tough stretch here. For yeah, me. and his last couple of games, he's averaging right around three yards a carry, which isn't very good. The Texans are allowing right around three and a half yards per carry to running back. So, uh, but again, I mean, we're, we're in the middle of the second by him again. This is going to be a difficult week for fantasy owners. So Peterson may have to be a plug and play. But, you know, I, I agree with you, MJD and Graham. The offensive line is a big-time problem, and yeah. the Redskins have been a very hard team to predict this season. So, Adrian Peterson, if I got if I got somebody out there who would take him off my hands... I'm going to give it to him. I, I would I absolutely make that deal. Let's move on to Dalvin Cook. Now, we know the Vikings had a bye this week, but before Trust. the bye, my goodness gracious. Trust. Good. Trust. Trust. Understand that he's coming back from a hamstring. Mm-hmm. They got him finally healthy. You've seen him being explosive. They're feeding him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, it makes zero. He shouldn't even be on this list because in order for the Vikings to well, go, well, I mean, he's barely played this season, well, he, and he's been. I mean, I love Dalvin, but he's been prone to injuries as an NFL player. But when you watched him Week One against the Niners, how many touches did he have before he kind of got a little little nicked up? And then you saw him against the Detroit Lions. I mean, he's starting to show that he's that guy. He has to stay healthy. I'm not going to let anyone else get those points. If I have them, I'm going to keep them on my team and make sure when he does go off, because he will, because remember, the Vikings are throwing the ball all over the yard, too. So they're not loading the box up with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs out there. This guy's going to be running on unloaded boxes all day. It's a tough one, because uh, I'm with you. I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but when he has been healthy, he's been an unquestioned RB1 for fantasy. I mean, he's averaging 100, uh, 105 yards from scrimmage. Over the last two years, when he's healthy, he's been the RB10 in PPR points per game. I can't say I trust him just because of the health issues, but, I mean, he's undoubtedly been fantastic. It's kind of one of those situations where if you can trade him for a borderline top 12 receiver at this point. Give me a name. I I, I moved him for Emmanuel Sanders in one league. Mm -hmm. But that's only a league because I'm very, very deep at running back. I've got Gurley McCaffrey. Would you try to trade for him? Uh, His playoff schedule is really favorable. 
Graham's not on board. I, I mean, feel like Graham's more of a toss than a trust. Yeah, he wants to get him. He wants to get rid of him. I I just think that it would if you trade him away and he's healthy in the playoffs and he goes off, you're gonna be sick. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's a team by team situation. Obviously, if you don't have the running back depth, like sure, like if you don't have the depth on your team or whatever. Um, Obviously, you'd have to hold on to him just because the upside is so high. But if you feel pretty comfortable with your running backs and you need a receiver or two to make a run, I'm okay moving him. Uh, next running back is a guy that I had a lot of questions about on Twitter uh, and Leonard Fournette. And I told everyone, like, listen, trust him. I mean, dude, he's healthy. I mean, look, you, you the, drafted him in the first round. I mean, if you got a sports car that's in the shop, you get it back from the mechanic. You don't leave it in the garage. You run that sucker. So the thing is, Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette are the same person. And, and what we're talking about. Both guys yeah, hamstring right. injuries, right. little nicked up. But you see when they get in what they're doing, they're giving them the ball. Like when I I've since the very beginning when I started fantasy, I figured volume was the way to go. I didn't I didn't know much about it, but I always targeted guys who were gonna get the ball a ton because obviously the more opportunities you get, the better chance you get to score, more points you get. Leonard Fournette is gonna get the ball in the red zone whenever they can give him the ball. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. You, that's a guarantee. They're going to try to run the ball in as much as they can. With that being said, you have to play Leonard Fournette as much as possible. Forget the schedule. I care less about the schedule. Yeah, they're the going to play. The MGD's point. I mean, over his last eight healthy games, it includes the playoffs. Fournette has twenty five touches per game. Dodd Gurley leads all running backs this year with twenty three point eight. I am all in on him. Yeah. All in. I, I, I as mean, long as he stays healthy and we get those. That's tons of touches. Like that's that. the caveat. You're going to start seeing Carlos Hyde get dropped. He barely played in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, TJ Yeldon. I still think is is a rosterable player in PPR leagues, but. Uh, he's he's a handcuff for me more than anything else. But Fournette is a guy you drafted in the first round, maybe the second round, depending uh, on the size of your league. But he's got all the talent in the world. I mean, this guy was tremendous last season as a rookie, and he showed yesterday why he should be in your lineup. There should be no questions about it. He should be in your starting lineup, and you should leave him there as long as he's healthy. No doubt about it with Leonard Fournette. Let's move on to Mark Ingram, who he finally had a Mark Ingram game, right? That first game that he came back, he played really well. But they, they kind of phased Alvin Kamara out of the offense that week. They wanted to give him a blow because he had played right. a, at a featured level for, for four weeks. And the last couple of weeks, Mark Ingram's numbers haven't been great. We saw him put up a great stat line yesterday against a bad Bengals defense. So is now the time to sell high on him? Do you trust him? I know you're not tossing him. No, oh, yeah, I'm trusting Mark Ingram. I, I play him every week in one of my league just because it's the fact that they are a two-back system. And both backs get equal opportunity. It's not like they're going to lean towards one or lean towards the other. Got a chance to watch them live in New Orleans. Mark Ingram played just as much as Alvin Kamara. Now, they use Alvin a little bit more in the passing game, which is why he has more opportunities to score touchdowns and different things like that. But Mark Ingram is is the backbone of this offense. They run the ball downhill with him, and they set the play-action pass. And when he can get in the end zone and get in the groove like he did this past weekend – Hey, they're they're gonna be they're tough to stop. They're they're scoring forty plus points every time they play. Just so everyone look, knows. look, the Saints are scoring points on sixty one percent of their drives. Sixty one percent, insane. That's the highest rate in NFL history. Yes. Yeah, you want pieces of the Saints' offense, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, no question about that. Um, Tevin Coleman, who, boy, I mean, that was a stinker yesterday. The good news is that he got opportunities in the red zone. He got stopped, I think, four times inside the five, mm-hmm. but. Um, not a great performance from a fantasy perspective. Probably cost some owners a win this week. Do you trust him? Do you trade him or do you toss him? Uh, listen, they struggle on the road. And so good thing that they're playing in domes the next three games. Yes. So you keep him and let him go. It wasn't just him that did. He, I mean, Julio Jones had a, a good game, but everyone struggled in that game. Uh, Austin Hooper had a good game as yep. well. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like they just 
weren't that high-flying offense that we're used to seeing, the one that can score whenever they want to. Calvin Ridley was struggling a little bit. He just wasn't – they just weren't together for some reason. Um, with, with that being said – I'm going to make sure that I get a piece of this offense just like the Saints offense because guess what? They'll be in the Dome, and they'll be playing Dome teams, and it's tough when you have this. This offense can score at will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you just got to keep rolling with them. I mean, Devonta Freeman's out. We know Ido Smith is going to get his you know, little yep. bit of touches every game. But, yeah, Coleman's still their featured running back in this offense, and you just kind of have to live and die with the bad days. And credit goes to the Browns' defense. They did a fantastic job no slowing question. down the Falcons' high-flying attack. They pressured Matt Ryan, did a bunch of great things in terms of disguising their coverage scheme. So mm-hmm. kind of just have to live with the game. And Coleman still played 67, or 65% of the snaps. Ido Smith only 30. So That's positive. Uh, I'm rolling with, with Tevin Coleman. This one's interesting. Sony Michelle, when he was active early in the season, was one of the better running backs in fantasy yeah. football. He was giving you double-digit points every single week. He was getting enough touches to produce. What we saw yesterday, and I get it, the the entire Patriots team basically imploded offensively. The only guy who had a good game was Julian Edelman, and he got banged up. But do you trust Sony Michelle for the stretch run? He's got a bye this week, then he's got the Jets and the Vikings. <laughs> New England every year does this, right? They find a running back somewhere, somehow, at the end of the year, if it's James White, um, Rex Burkhead, whoever it may be, and they try to run him. Cordero, Patter- Cordero Patterson is the guy that's been of late, but I think Sonny Michelle, for me, is a sneaky play. Now, you can trade him and get probably, if you could probably talk someone into trading for him. Mm-hmm. For me, I have him in the league, and I literally have him sitting on my bench. Cause I, I want to say I have Ingram. I have, uh, who else? Uh, oh, Saquon. I, I have some I have some guys. So he's sitting on my bench to be in my flex play because come when it when it starts to get cold in New England and chilly, they're gonna run this young man so much that that his volume will come back. I think they just wanted to ease him back in and not rush him back off that knee injury. So um and the game kind of got out of hand a little bit as well. I think he's gonna be a viable play for anyone who has him in the playoffs. Yeah, that was my thing is the game got out of hand really quickly. We saw the Patriots kind of fail on offense yesterday for the first, well, second time this year. Uh, Matt Patricia slowed down the Patriots. Yeah, yeah and is it any Vabral coincidence that the two former Patriots are coaches of the two teams that made the Patriots look bad? Right, that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was saying. Evan Silva tweeted that out yeah. earlier, and it was a great point. Yeah, that's a, it is a great point. I mean, Michelle played only 26% of team snaps because the Patriots got behind quickly, and they had to, you know, playing their passing offense, uh, or excuse me, playing their hurry-up pass offense with James White. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think you could trade for him just because we know the Patriots are going to be in better scripts. I mean, the Jets, they're going to smash the Jets once they come out of their eye. <laughs> I know that game's on the road, but they're going to smash think. the Jets. And you would think. Vikings-Patriots will be competitive. I, I so Sonny Michel's the guy that you would trade for right yeah. now? Yep. No question about it. No, I, I'm 100% on board with you. I mean, that game is a throwaway game for me. Uh, yeah. If I've got James White and I've got Sonny Michelle, Tom Brady, it's a throwaway game. And, and at some point, hopefully, the Patriots offense becomes whole again and Rob Gronkowski can come back and we're expecting him to come back after the bye week. So, um, hey, I think uh, I think Sonny Michelle, I'm not saying he's going to be a league winner, but if you can acquire him now, oh. I really think because some people may look at that stat line and think he's coming off the knee, it's James White's backfield. I think you can potentially get a pretty good deal for Sony Michelle, and he can potentially help you get to your fantasy playoffs, no doubt about that. The 2019 Pro Bowl vote is here. Which NFL players do you want to see at the 2019 Pro Bowl in Orlando? Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. Now, Graham does a tremendous job uh, every single week 
on Sunday nights of producing his weekly waiver wire targets. And I Uh add in a few players here or there. So, Graham, why don't you give us some of your highly targeted players for week 11? Super interesting week on the waiver wire. I mean, last week was pretty clear cut with some top end guys. This week is a lot more kind of open depending on your team. But I thought Rashad Penny looked fantastic yesterday. I mean, he we finally saw the second gear, the explosiveness out of him out carried and out gained Mike Davis on the ground. Can I can I take my concern real quick with him? Sure. Absolutely. Chris Carson's cub will be back. Yeah, that's a, and they have three backs. I don't know how they're going to because when they had the three backs, Penny didn't even play. Right. Yep. Yeah. He was basically just a special team. Right. Uh, but, you know, again, running back injuries are always kind of one of those things, especially hip, hamstring, I'm yes. sure you know uh, more than anybody. One of those things that can always linger. And this, this Seahawks offense is incredibly high volume. That this exact, In fact, Seattle leads the NFL in rush attempts per game. So as long as Carson is out, I think Penny and Davis are both fine pickups and kind of on that flex radar a little bit. Give me some more, bud. Yeah, uh, keeping it moving. I kind of like Marcus Mariota moving forward. Oh, dude. I mean, this is... Two games, 20-plus points, and he's got the Colts this week. We're, exactly. We're finally seeing yep. Mariota in this Titans offense take flight here. He's finished as a top eight weekly quarterback in back-to-back games. Again, gets the Colts defense that was just destroyed by Blake Bortles for 320 yards mm-hmm. and two scores. Mariota is actually averaging a career-high 28.5 rushing yards per game, too. So we're finally getting a little bit of uh, upside with Mariota. Moving down the line just a little bit more, too. Really like... John Ross. I know the the Bengals. I mean, they basically you know, yeah they imploded, yeah, was, they imploded yesterday. Yeah, but Ro- but bad. Ross led the team in targets, uh, turned in a you know a usable two thirty nine and one line. Um, and in two thousand sixteen at Washington, John Ross led all FBF uh, FBS receivers in red zone touchdowns. And his red zone his touchdown yesterday came in the red zone. So mm-hmm. we're finally going to get to see a, you know at least John Ross get the opportunity as long as AJ Green's out of the lineup. So I've added a few names here, too, um, and I want to discuss some of them. You know, we already talked about Lamar Jackson. We already talked about Josh Reynolds. Theo Riddick is basically playing wide receiver for the Lions. Uh, he didn't get any carries yesterday. And so if you're in a PPR league, I mean, this is a guy that if with you're not in a PPR league, what's going on? Where, where, well, what time zone are you this is what This what, is what, what I – decade. Right, I get some we won't tell Mar- We won't tell Marcus Grant. I get that. pushback still, on uh, that, but, yeah, I mean, that's the only way to go. Um, so Riddick is potentially out there. I mean, like Frank Gore is still out there in some leagues, too. And, and, you know, they do have a bye week coming up. I get it. But he hasn't looked bad. Oh, he, he's <laughs> he not, hasn't he's looked bad. Point. And and people are hesitant to add him because you've got Drake there. But hey, as they say in Seinfeld, you know, we, right now we, we hate the Drake. He, he is not getting enough touches. And if you have the roster space, you need a running back and you can wait a week because they have a bye, then Frank Gore should be on your radar. Uh, I think. Uh, Graham, you also had Kiki QT and Jeff Hireman on your roster list as well for players to pick up off the waiver wire. Uh, what do you guys think of Josh Adams? I was going to say that, that is a great pickup because those other two guys aren't running. They're not doing what they need to do. Josh Adams is going to end up being the guy, especially because he's a bigger back. They're playing outside. They want to run the ball. He mm-hmm. breaks tackles. He yep. runs downhill. He'll get more opportunities as they as they get going just because of what he did in college. Yep, leads the Eagles' backfield in yards after contact per attempt. He has that same kind of downhill running style that J.J. and LeGarrette Blunt yeah. both had. Yep. Eagles just haven't been able to run the ball with any consistency. Mm-hmm. The thing with the Eagles last year that they did so well is they ran basically the same concepts, but they window-dressed them so well. We haven't seen that with the Eagles this year. We haven't seen the dynamic rushing attack that we saw previously last year that, that led Carson Wentz and Nick Foles to succeed so much out of play action. 
Um, it, you know, I, I want to be in on Adams just because he's been fantastic in this limited right. small sample. But Doug Peterson continues to rotate these yeah. guys. It, it's just it, I still think it, Adams is the Eagles running back to own. Well, yeah, well, he is. Well, and everyone other. owns Clement and Smallwood and, and they should be dumped. It's just it's just yeah. predicting these Eagles week in and week out right now has been different. It, it is. I, I, this is the issue the the the. <laughs> The Eagles felt like Jay Ajayi and uh, Garrett Blunt were just guys, and they weren't real good backs. Mm -hmm. And so now you're seeing what happens when you don't have guys who can run the ball and who are, you know, the reason they were drafted or reason they, they've been successful. You're going to have to lean on your big back because the other two guys are scat backs. They're guys that they, you put them out in the field, let them run, make guys miss. You need someone to run downhill. Jay Ajayi broke tackles. Garrett Blunt broke tackles. Uh, Josh Adams is the guy that breaks tackles right now. What do you guys think of Anthony Miller? In Chicago, I mean, Taylor Gabriel's basically been phased out of the offense. Allen Robinson had a huge game yesterday, helped that Darius Slay was inactive. You like Miller moving forward? I was thinking about this last night, too. I was going to put him on the list, but then I started looking at Chicago's targets. Now that Allen Robinson's back, I mean, they basically just spread the ball around between four guys, right? Like, they yes. got A-Rob at the top. Mm -hmm. Tariq Cohen's always going to get a few passing looks off the screens and the design stuff that they do for him. Train Burton gets a ton of design looks. That's the guy. Gabriel's the shot put, uh, the shot play guy. Yep. Miller's kind of a little bit of everything. A-Rob's a little bit of everything. So they have, like, five players where they're going to evenly distribute these targets, and it's kind of just going to depend on the whim of the matchup on who to play. You know, for me... There's too many mouths to feed in this offense. Um, the guys that I want to get, Cohen, Howard, and Burton. Those guys are the ones that you can lean on. I have Allen Robinson. Didn't play him last week because I just didn't know how it was going to go. Obviously, I, I you know went wrong. But I guarantee if I put him in my lineup this week, he doesn't do what he did. Right? Because it just it depends on the matchup. <laughs> they get so, the Vikings this week, too. Exactly. So yeah. it just depends on the matchup. So I, for me, um, Burton is the guy that's always open and always they find a way to get him targets consistently. I also added Jalen Samuels on here. Now, expecting Bell to not report, which means Samuel looks like the number two back in Pittsburgh. Uh, at least we saw him play more than Stephen Ridley in the previous week when Connor suffered the mild concussion. He's supposed to be back, should be fine for week 11. But you mentioned it earlier. Uh, you want to handcuff your big time backs. Is yes. Jalen Samuel someone that you want to go out and pick up off the waiver wire? If James Connors on your team and you've been holding Le'Veon Bell this long, uh, probably not. You're not in. No, I'm not. Okay. In. Just because I haven't seen enough. I see I the sparkle in Graham's eye. I think eye. it's actually a pretty smart sneaky stash. Yeah. In like deep leagues. If you're playing in like a ten team league, there's no reason to pick up Jalen Samuel. Right. But if you're in like a deep fourteen team league and there's just no one else on the waiver wire, right? I'm sure Fabs deep. and I are both in a couple leagues. Yes. Like that. Yeah. I think it's actually worth a stash. He looked pretty good, bad, man. Not a, not a bad like, call. It's at this time of the year where when I've got, like, the big – like, if where, I've got a dead when, spot – When do you think you're going to play him, though? Like, when – when If it, Connor it, gets hurt no, it's down the stretch. it's just insurance. Like, yeah. I'm going to do the same thing. I have Ezekiel Elliott in a couple of leagues. If I've got a dead roster spot, right. I'm going to pick up Rod Smith just in case yeah. because I don't want to lose that guy and not have the immediate backup because right. Rod Smith is showing some flashes. Samuels looked pretty good last week. And God forbid any of these guys get hurt and you don't have their backup. Right now, we're getting into week 11. Nitty-gritty. Fantasy playoffs are coming. I think – Again, if you have a dead spot on your roster, I'm not no telling you to yeah, drop yeah, a yeah, good yeah, running yeah, back yeah. for him. I think it makes a lot of sense to do that. A lot of sense. So if you have James Conner, depending on what happened yesterday with Le'Veon Bell, we don't expect him to show up, which means he's done for the season. Jalen Samuels is clearly a guy that you can pick up and handcuff. Uh, and so you have the Steelers backfield basically for all intents and purposes for the rest of the season. 
Help people affected by the California wildfires by visiting redcross.org or text CA wildfires to 90999 to give $10 to American Red Cross California wildfires relief. And, uh, Hey, I've, I've got to give all the credit and all the due to all the firefighters, yes. men and women who are out there uh, risking their lives, trying to put out these terrible fires. And prayers goes to everyone out there who's been affected by it because we live here in Southern California. Luckily, we haven't been affected by it as so many people have. Uh, a couple of days ago, the winds blew the wrong way, and Playa Vista was just full of smoke. Yes. Um, so the, the air quality has been has been pretty bad at times. But um, please go to redcross.org uh, and, and donate if you can, because it is for a worthy cause. Uh, no question about that. So now I want to go into our big finale is what I'm calling it. Uh, this is your biggest Week 10 takeaway. And... My biggest Week 10 takeaway is that Mike McCarthy finally got it, okay? And I feel like we've been trying to talk this into existence, that Aaron Jones needs to be the featured back in Green Bay. He finally got featured back treatment. 18 touches, Jamal Williams only three. 72% of the snaps, Jamal Williams only 26. Now, moving forward, hey, listen, game script was great. The Dolphins' defense was bad. But I really think Jones, who's averaging over six yards a carry, has, I'm not saying he's a must-start, okay, because I think Ezekiel Elliott's a must-start. I think Connor's he's a, a must-start. Start, but he's pretty darn close, right? I think he's a must-start because he, he catches the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. He's a viable weapon, and he, he really right now is their number two receiver, their number two go-to guy. It's Devontae Adams and then Aaron Jones. So I, my, my only thing is, is he should have been playing like this from the time he got back from that suspension. He did it last year going into the playoff or going into their, the end of the season with um, – Brett Hundley, who was a quarterback, you should have tried to give him that opportunity. Obviously, they didn't. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't know if he finally gets it because I, I assume next week he's going to try to outthink us. And oh, don't do play, it. Just play Williams. Graham, what's your big Week 10 takeaway? I think David Johnson's finally back. I think it's he's finally back. In Weeks 1 through 7 under former offensive coordinator Mike McCoy, nearly 60% of DJ's carries went in between the tackles, and that's just simply not the type of the running back that he is. He needs to be out in space and moving off, off tackle, running outside zone, and that's what, exactly what the Cardinals are now doing. Over the last two weeks with Byron Leftwich calling the plays, 41% of DJ's carries have gone in between the tackles. That's a significant dip. Bruce Arians only used DJ in between the tackles on 35% of his carries in 2016 when DJ set, you know, had just an enormous fantasy season. So finally, we're gonna we're seeing a little bit of creative play calling both yeah. in the passing game and in the running game. We're not seeing DJ just slam in the back of you know his uh, his interior offensive right. lineman. It's been great to see. I think DJ is finally back, not near his 2016 level, but as a like shoe in every single week, RB one, regardless of the matchup. Perfect timing too. And the schedule in the fantasy playoff, it's hot. David Johnson, it's hot. It is. The kids would say lit. Yeah. <laughs> lit fire emoji. Can I give you mine? Absolutely, man. Please. I can't wait. All right. Mine is whoo. I know the food is spicy down there in New Orleans, but not as spicy as this offense. I mean, and <laughs> they are trying to put points on everyone. You, there's no reason for you to score 51 points in a game in the NFL, but they did it just to do it. And they want to show people that they're the best uh, offense in the NFL. So if you have a piece of this or you can get a piece of this, try to find ways. Was it Traquan Smith is a guy? Mark, try, uh, Mark, like try to find ways to get pieces of this offense. Benjamin Watson, find ways to get a little bit of it because everyone is finding ways to score right now. 
Brandon Marshall? Oh, God. Maybe. No. Maybe. <laughs> no. Hey, listen. Maybe. Brandon Marshall is there. If you can go and grab him, you know what? Let me let me try to do that right now. <laughs> All right. Hey, so uh, that's going to do it for this edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Maurice Jones-Drew, thank you so much for coming in and uh, filling in for our friend Marcus. No problem. Who, again, is on a cruise ship and uh, having a whole lot of fun. Marcus, we miss you. Um, I'm sure you don't miss us. And Graham Barfield who does terrific work. Uh, Make sure you check him out on Twitter, at Graham Barfield. He's got tons of stats, great information, going to help you win your fantasy football league. And, guys, that'll do it on Thursday. We will be back. And Guitar God Jerry Cantrell will be my co-host on the show. So we're going to be talking about Week 11 previews. We're probably going to be talking a lot of rock and roll. We're going to talk about how the tour is going on, uh, how the new album is doing, and uh, I'm sure Jerry will have some interesting takes because Jerry Cantrell is not only a guitar god, but he is a fantasy football fanatic. We'll see you then, guys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.